What's up? What's up? What's up? Woo woo. Welcome back to Division One Rejects. Kobe Manzo here with Tyshawn King and Jimmy Martin once again. Fellas, how are you feeling today? Doing good. good man. Ready good. to watch some football tomorrow. I am I'm pumped for some football. We had a great wild card weekend per usual, although I will say um some blowouts unexpectedly from a, a few certain teams that we'll talk about in a little bit as far as their performance was concerned. A few teams quite literally just rolled over and uh shit the bed for lack of a better term. So we will get into that. A recap of the wild card weekend with those matchups, and then as we move on into this next week with the divisional round, talk about those matchups coming up. Who do we see coming out of that into the conference championships and so on? into the final game of the year, the, obviously the Super Bowl. Other than that, onto the college football side of things, we have some big news at the quarterback position all across Division One, and what's, I guess I've coined it as the Wild West of the quarterback transfer portal. There are a lot of big names that are moving around in some different schools, some schools that you don't typically see um, in this conversation, so that's kind of cool to see the, the landscape of that college recruiting scheme shift quite a bit. And then finally, we'll finish it off with some conversation about some big-time opposition to the playoff expansion from ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips. So that's been a topic of discussion for so long, and now we're seeing that ACC and Big Ten have been two proponents, excuse me, of really just not expanding the playoff at all. So we will get into that. But first, talking about the NFL wild card. I guess we'll just kind of go in in order here, right? Talk about break them down each one by one. The first one that started us off, Raiders-Bangles. Bangles pick up the win uh, in Las Vegas. Or no, no, sorry, That's that, that was that because they're divisional uh, champs. That was in Cincinnati, 26-19. to 19. That game, I don't, I don't, I didn't get to watch most of it. Uh, I was out. It was kind of a weird time. When did that one start? Do you remember? Uh, it was the first it was like, game. It was like 2.30. Yeah, it was like a 3. Yeah. yeah, it was like yeah, it was like an afternoon, like into the early evening. I did not get to watch mm-hmm. most of that one. but I watched the whole game. Did you? Yeah. So what did you see? 26-19, I felt like that was a little bit deceiving, and I felt that the, the Bengals looked a little bit better than what that score showed. Yeah, the Bengals really came out. It was they came out like fast and got on fast, but the Raiders scored at the end of the half. Yeah, so I think they went in halftime like twenty to like twenty to ten or something like that, or maybe twenty to seventeen. Yeah, when it could have been, it could have been much worse too. So they so they yeah. came out and, and and scored. So it made it twenty to ten, and then it was just a slow second half. Like I thought, I thought the Bengals was gonna come out and just roll them. Yeah, because the Bengals got the ball at half after halftime, but yeah, like you say, the score was more. The Raiders picked it up in the end, but the score had it closer than what it really was. The The Bengals were thoroughly outplaying the Raiders, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. We've seen them do that to a couple teams. Joe Shiesty's been dismantling some uh, some pretty dominant defenses, and um, we'll see if he continues to, to be on that tear. Jimmy and I were talking about before we got started. Right now, a ton of really talented quarterbacks in, in the playoffs right now, just AFC, NFC overall. Not right where does where does Where does Joe Burrow stand? With those guys for you? If I had to, so Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes. Mahomes, you got Allen, Tannehill, um, <laughs> Stafford. So, all right, I would have Rodgers, Brady. No, Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady. Then you put Allen in front too, or no? No, no way. He got the smile on his face. Oh, dude. Joe Burrow and then Josh Allen. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's why I wanted to ask because I knew we might get a we might get an interesting answer from him. But um, I just the way he's playing right now, the way that the city reacted, and then he's wearing the sunglasses post game. Do you see that? Uh, yeah. This dude's like, and he's been so sly about all of it, right? He's you can tell his his character as he gets more comfortable throughout the season, throughout the games as he continues in his professional career. He just his character starts to show a little bit more. He starts to get more comfortable, and 
but he's not very outlandish. He's not very um, absurd about it, right? He just throws some glasses on. Someone asks him about it. I just thought they looked cool. Like, I just thought they looked cool. Or the, when the comments about the, uh, who was it? Was it the Ravens defensive coordinator? Yeah. Right? And like little little moments like that, and those post game pressers have been have been hilarious from him. And I'm personally just glad to see, as someone who has suffered a, a similar injury from him, glad to see that he can come back and and be that dominant because that's who we all thought he was going to be coming out of college. Yeah, because yeah, he had one of the best senior seasons, if it was a senior year at LSU, like ever. Like, with, like a broke record, yeah, Heisman, Heisman national, national records. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, undefeated, of course. Yeah, and consensus number one overall pick, like no brainer. Everyone was like, "Yep, burrow, burrow, burrow." And then there's ACL, and uh, yeah, just a great story. Just, yeah, I hope he wins comeback player of the year. I mean, yeah, you would hope. I mean, maybe Dak. Assuming, but I was going to say, I'll give it to Burrow. I'll Dak to would burrow. be another candidate for sure after going through that ankle, uh, yeah. brutal ankle injury yeah. that he went through and coming back and have a having a stellar season. We'll talk about uh, him and the Cowboys here in a little bit, but before we get to them, another NFC matchup. We had the Eagles at. Tampa Bay against the Bucks. They lost 31 to 15. Tom Brady picks up the win. Uh, they move on to the divisional round. And again, a deceiving score for me. The Eagles just straight up came out there and just laid an egg. They did not do anything right. Also, I shouldn't say that. Uh, it felt like Tampa Bay did get a lot of breaks in that first half and that some of them maybe not deservingly so, but everything seemed to go Tampa Bay's way and the Eagles could not make things go right for them. Yeah. I uh, just based on watching that game, I don't know if. You watched the Bears Saints game like last year, this yep. game. This kind of reminded me of that. Like the Eagles were just gonna go in there and lose, and like I don't. It was, was kind of obvious. Like, like everyone, yeah. everyone knew it was gonna happen. Like Saints blew them out, and then Bears scored like a late touchdown. Yeah, was it the Jimmy last Grant. play of the game. Jimmy yeah, Grant, the last yeah. play of the game. The Bears scored a touchdown. Like, uh-huh. that, that game gave me like weird vibes, kind of like based on the exact same as like the Bucks Eagles game. Exactly, because yeah. then you look at the score. Someone who didn't watch the game looks at the score, and they're like, "Ah, at least we were competitive." Like, no, no it's, you it's, weren't. It's one of the playoff games is where you know who's going to win. Before the start of yeah, the game. I completely agree. There was no chance that the Bears were going to beat the Saints. Yeah. There was no chance that the Eagles were going to go yeah. to Tampa Bay. Not a no shot. No. Yeah. No. That I don't think anyone picked that. I want I would love to see what the odds were ahead of that game. I I didn't look the Bucks, but uh, the Bucks were like minus like eight, I think. Yeah, they weren't because like the, the Steelers Chiefs game was the only one in double digits as far as um those the Chiefs the points was crazy. Goal. It was negative twelve and a half. Yeah. And I bet it. <laughs> um, but I actually skipped one as far as sequential order goes. We had Patriots at Buffalo. Talk about another manhandling. Yeah. And Josh Allen, who you just put behind uh, Joe Burrow, he had a decent <laughs> game, but he didn't have to do much. So, it, you know, the, the stats, he, he had a, a decent stat line, but I don't think it was anything crazy or noteworthy, right, as far as his yeah, passing numbers. Then Josh Allen goes like 21 for 25 with 308 yards and five touchdowns. I was like, arguing was, with somebody. They that was, that was his exact Well, that was it. So that's pretty good. I, I, take, I take Mac back my... I, I did not look at my phone. I just knew that. Yeah. Was <laughs> that's I impressive. Yeah. Try to tell me Mac Jones was better than Justin Who's, Fields. Who said that? I ain't going to say that. <laughs> now, how about... Did you see the take from uh, Mina Kimes on Twitter? It was... Last week, about a week and a half ago, she said something along the lines of, if the Bills organization wants the most out of Josh Allen, build a dome. That's what she said. And then, she, of oh, course, it's a horrible of take. course, of course, people came back after this playoff game and just assaulted her. Oh, my timeline was full oh of Mina God. Kimes haters. But the Bills are like, this is the snow. Yeah. Need, Buffalo that needs is, snow. Right? If no. you build the dome, I think that just takes no, away the en- the energy and the potency of, of that fan base yeah. and that area. And what makes it so challenging to go into Buffalo and pick up a win, it takes away a large part of that, right? Because yeah. that's their identity and that's what that's what they're built on. So I, 
I would agree with that. I love Mina, but that was one that I I, I wish he just would not have put on the timeline that day. <laughs> that was the worst playoff loss scoring wise for New England under Bill Belichick. I believe it. Um, the thirty the, points. The Bills never punted the ball. They scored on every drive. They did except not. The very last they had, drive where yeah, they took a knee. Basically, a perfect offensive game. You're right about that. I saw that stat go around. That is something that obviously almost never happens, right? And you almost wish they would have just finished out the game and just kept adding on and kept they attacking scored a touchdown them, right? on every single drive. That is nuts. unreal. I and I do that. believe that the punter they had would have been. It would have been his first career start at punter. Well, he won't. He won't. Get he didn't even need to go out. He didn't week. even need to go on the field. So, <laughs> poor guy. He's probably that was funny. We already talked about Eagles Bucks. Um, the probably let's see. Looking down, probably the best. Not probably. Definitely the best game for me. 49ers, Cowboys. 49ers go into Dallas, pick up the win, twenty three to seventeen, in a game that probably a lot of people didn't expect, especially the way Dallas has been playing. And in Dallas too, after winning the nah. NFC East, possibly the weirdest finish to a playoff game in NFL history. Obviously, they're driving down the field. Dak, with the quarterback sneak, gets the first down, but continues to run, even though there's only, what, five or six seconds left at this time. Slides, gets the offensive line, everyone up to the ball. He's going to get the ball, but the umpire is like 30 yards behind the play. And obviously, for those who didn't see it, he runs up. to He has to touch the ball before they can snap the ball and spike it to stop the clock. The umpire comes up, runs straight into the back of Dak Prescott, who then topples into his center. The ball gets fumbled around, and by the time they get the snap off, the time had expired, and... They reviewed it and everything, and they said officially game over. And it was just talk about a weird vibe, a yeah. weird feeling from a game. You're like, is that really how this is all going to end? I would hate to be a Cowboys fan right now. I'll tell you that. I'd be a Cowboys fan in general, but especially after that. Oh game. yeah. And the crazy thing about it, like looking back on it, it was a horrible play call to run a QB draw. And they stuck by it. McCarthy stuck by it. And but, Jones is the people are calling for his head and for him to be out of Dallas. And Jones has said. Jerry Jones has said nothing about, you know, he's he's actually come out and endorsed McCarthy as he's going to be coming back as their head coach. The thing about it, it wasn't, I think it was a bad play call, but you can hear it. Tony Romo on the, on the, on the, in the game, he like, they'll be able to clock it though. That yeah. goes down. Uh-huh. And when he gets up, it's still 11 seconds left on the clock. No, that way how many. I'm, <laughs> Kobe, don't do that. You told me after he slides, there's still 11 after seconds, right? It was 11 seconds really? left on the clock. It took him that long. So I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? But I like do remember say, I do remember Romo on the call saying that. 100 yards, the ref running out the tunnel trying to get the ball. <laughs> and he never make it back. And it's crazy because I'm watching, I'm like, it's no way that they're going to let the, they gonna, you know what I'm saying? Right? The NFL, like, there's no way they're going to let this game end like this after like, how back and forth this one has been. Like, no, it's no way, right? And... Come on, the game is officially over, <laughs> and they sprint off the field because they know what's coming. And I don't. It was it was a weird week for officiating. Cause you it see, they was. said that the uh the officials for the Bengals Raiders game are will not officiate another playoff game this year. Isn't that crazy? Because of that one call where they blew the whistle. Yeah, Joe Burrow went out of bounds and. Unreal, and this is one of those games that you look back on and you ask yourself, will there be a rule change following this game? Going into the future, the only one that I can think of that's I, I feel like blatantly obvious is, is concerning that umpire touching the ball and making sure the spot is certain. And I understand the you know official means of that and why that's necessary for them to to do that in order to make sure it's in the right, the right spot. Centers are notorious for moving that ball up and trying to get the best every inch counts, right? Especially in a situation like that. Um, and I understand the need for that. However, I think it's blatantly obvious after watching that game that. 
there are definitely some flaws in that rule. So is that one of those things like we saw Kenny Pickett change the game with his little yeah. fake slide, like little minute details like that for as long as football has been played. Nothing like this has ever been questioned before. Will, will this game change something along those lines, or do they just run with it and call it a fluke? I, that's such a. When has it ever happened before? You know right. I mean? Like that's. I don't uh, know if it ever has because it's, there's no way you could change the rule. It, there's literally no way that you could change the rule. I, I would have to agree, but you know, there's going to be a lot of people calling for something to happen just because of the way that season ended. Yeah, that's that's that. I I, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of Dallas people going to be calling for a rule change, but there's physically no way that you could change. What are they going to say? The ref doesn't have to touch the ball anymore? Yeah, exactly. Because then it's like, all right, we spot whoever we want to. I was thinking of, of, you know, something along the lines of looking through, whether it be a sky cam or a sideline cam or, you know, whatever you have, and, like, maybe the guy on the side that, like, you know, confirms the spot before they get going. But how do you relay that? How do you communicate that to the teams that are in the moment playing and trying to get down the field? Like, in that moment, that the, the tension was had to be so high on that field. To me, the only... The only like reasonable solution is don't run a QB draw. Yeah, I, you gotta get the ball in the air. I think. Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd have to agree with you, especially the way they were moving the ball. They had no problem moving the ball. It seemed like Dak was slinging it, and and those guys were driving down the field. Now, then you go and make that call, and no shit, that's going to be open. It's quarterback draw. Who, the defense is thinking, who the hell is going to run a quarterback draw in this situation? Well, guess what? The Cowboys did. And for me, you know how else that could have been avoided? Technically, is that. If Dak got that first down, because it was a was that a fourth down, correct? No, it was a it was a first down. It was a first and ten. On the quarterback draw, it was first and ten. And they think of a different play then. But anyways, he could have slid two three seconds earlier. You know what I mean? Just getting into that position where he needed to be, and that you know technically would have been would have been fine. But I I think you just have to know how much time is left there. I don't. I just you must not been thinking about it, right? No, because you got to know you're not making it all the way to the end zone on on a QB draw. Yeah. But Dak Prescott, uh. that'd be miraculous if he got into the exactly. So you have to know, I guess, when and where to call that run quits and make that slide. Obviously, he was just a few seconds too late. But that was a fantastic game. Um, and I, I, dude, I, I was telling everyone too. I thought this this 49ers team before the season. We talked about this before. The NFC West. You have obviously the 49ers. You have the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. All the teams looked like they were going to have promising years coming into this year. And to me. I really thought the 49ers were going to be the ones, them and the Rams, to come out on top of this division. Now, the Rams obviously did show out. The Cardinals had a season unlike anyone thought they were going to have. People knew they were going to be solid, but they didn't know that was going to be the show out. We saw the Seahawks kind of crumple, especially without a Russell Wilson there for a a little bit of a stretch. But the 49ers for me, and this might get into something that you want to talk about with Ty, one of the most talented rosters in the league, the 49ers. And I don't think anybody can argue that. The 49ers top to bottom. Are extremely versatile, just and, a little bit better than the Panthers, though, just barely, and just barely better than the Panthers. And for me, <laughs> even when a few of those guys go out, and they just have key players at every position, right? You look at, you know, the quarterback is obviously a questionable one for them, um, Garoppolo. But then you look, you know, is is Lance the future of that program or franchise? Nobody really knows yet. Um, but at running back, that Elijah Mitchell, I believe his name was, oh, fantastic mm-hmm. sixth round he pick, showed out for them. Yeah. So he played very well, and he's been playing uh, well for them. And then um, looking at receiver, you have Ayuk, you have the what did he call himself, Debo? What did he call himself the other day? I don't know, but he's really, really good. Yeah, like the super back or something. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he called himself, but he's been a stud. And um, you know, just looking around, Kittle and that team is so deep. Um, even go to the offensive line with Trent Williams has had the, had the highest graded P 
PFF season in history yeah, this year. I, I saw that. It was like 99.5 or something. It's just yeah. unreal. You look on their defensive side of the ball, and um, what's his name? The linebacker. Uh, Fred Warner? Yeah. No, Warner? Fred Warner. Yeah, Fred Warner. Um, basically, one of the, if not the best, consensus linebacker in the league right now, the way he's been playing. And he was he was out with an injury. Yeah, but he was really scary. bad against he, the yep. Packers, though. Um, yep, which is good news for them. Then you look at Bosa, who obviously had a huge impact in that game. I just... Their roster to me, it's no surprise they end up winning that game. Like, I just went through and named a ton of guys. I could probably continue, but those are the biggest names for them. Um, and I just, I really, I look, I look back on your take here about the Panthers having, what was it, a top what? They have a top 10 roster on paper. Top 10 roster. On paper. You're still going to see it? I still don't that? see it. When you go top to bottom, you know what I'm saying? Nah, man. What'd they do? How'd they finish out the year? Uh, they didn't have a quarterback, so they're pretty bad. Yeah. No, seven straight to end the season. They went five and twelve. The, be- the Chicago Elijah Bears Mitchell or Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Um, you'd rather have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore or Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Brandon Ayuk and Debo, dude, it's obvious. That's that's, that's you watch that's, football this year. That's really comparable. Did you watch that's football this year, dude? Though. Debo is unbelievable this year. Yeah, Debo himself is unbelievable. Yes, for sure, ski, but. <laughs> Bro, Brandon Ayuk was not good for the first twelve weeks of the season. Yeah, now he's good now. So he's not good. He caught it. He caught it. He catch a few passes. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't gonna say Brandon Ayuk not good, but dude, I'm like thinking, I said, I ain't gonna argue. How with about y'all. George Kittle? How about George Kittle? Come on, now that's 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 a gimme. I ain't even on the talk. Right, about. How about the Niners' offensive line? It's way better than the, that, the that's, like, a, that's a gimme. Line. That's a gimme. Okay, the, the the Niners' defense. Defensive line. On my mom and a defensive line stack up with the Niners. Who's on their defensive? I don't know. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick. Stop playing. I know my football. Name Man. somebody other than Nick Bosa on the 49ers defensive line. Uh, Point exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a linebacker court yeah. and a Panthers secondary better than the uh, than the Niners secondary. Name somebody in the Niners secondary. I don't, I don't know. Point exactly. <laughs> so don't sit here and try to play me like I'm some. Dude, the Panthers suck. Don't sit here and try to They do suck. What on paper that roster dude. is one of them. Panthers suck, dude. And bro, it's like suck. listen, listen, listen. Like you know more about like who's on, who plays defense on what team and all that. But like, dude, the Panthers are not good. Like, Facts, they went five and twelve, bro. They suck. They're terrible. And Matt Matt rules the problem over anything, not just the quarterback situation. Matt rules not good. Okay, so no, Aaron try to. Yeah, saying. I'm just. I'm nah, just saying. Yeah. Nah, They're nah, not nah. good. The Panthers are not a top ten roster. All right. Would they be better if they had a quarterback and a good coach? Yeah. But they're not. They're not a top ten roster in the NFL. Like it's what you mean? <laughs> All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, we're not. We're done. What you mean? We're, we're moving, done, on, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I just wanted. Bro. I needed we're that done. take. I needed that we're take. Done, but dude. the last two games here, the first of which uh, the Steelers went into Arrowhead, they get blown out forty-two twenty-one. Another deceiving score, and that the Chiefs dominated the entirety of this game, every facet of the game. No, they didn't. They um, were losing like ten to zero. I. <laughs> Bro, the Chiefs turned that shit on, and Pittsburgh had no answer for them at yeah, all. It did so, for me, they dominated every part of that game. Uh, they pulled out a bunch of trick plays, too, which I did not really understand. It seemed like they went into their bag of tricks pretty early, which I guess you could say, that, you know. That's the Chiefs. They yeah, always the Chiefs. But like, trick plays. Especially coming up on having the Bills this week in a what is a huge game for them, for both squads, obviously. I was very surprised seeing that they, you know, potentially emptied out what was – part of their bag of tricks, and they didn't want to keep some of those for next week, especially when the game was even getting out of hand. We had a big man touchdown and some other things that were thrown in there that were a little bit more than excessive. So I was kind of confused as far as that goes, but I guess that's kind of their brand of football, right, is just having fun and making those dynamic plays. And I wouldn't doubt they'll have three or four more dialed up by When you have Patrick Mahomes, you don't need many trick plays. So That's also very true. But you know what they love, too? 
every time they're in the red zone, they love that damn shuttle or shovel pass. That's what I'm saying. Like the trick play, it's not even like brand new. Like anything that they run, you've seen it before. That's true. Like so. That's no, what, no, the, the shovel pass especially. That's not. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call that a trick play, but it's just a little misdirection. Buffalo gonna come to Kansas City, and Kansas City gonna get in the red zone, and they're gonna run that shovel pass, and they're gonna <laughs> score. And it's gonna be like, oh my god, they're ringing out the tricks, and it's the ninth <laughs> time they ran it in six games. So I wouldn't be surprised. They ran it two or three times in that Steelers game, and they have success almost every time. One of them went to Tyreek. They do it to the tight end as well. They do a little misdirection with the motion across the formation, um, and it, it's just clean every time. The way they run that, you can see they rep that a lot, right? It's not a one-time use like you were talking about. This is something that they utilize over and over again, game in and game out. And um, I guess a final note from this game is that Big Ben did not even want to be on this field. Big Ben did not look good, and and great career for <laughs> great great career for Ben, right? Great for career for uh, Ben Roethlisberger there, but his uh, his time has come and it has gone, and um, he can sail off into the sunset now, knowing that he has a- accomplished a great deal in Pittsburgh. But um, for me, y- you kind of knew that going into this week, as far as his comments in the presser about we're not going to. He basically said we're not going to win this game. Let's just go out and have fun, and that's I don't know how much fun they had out there, but. I'd like to imagine some small bit of fun for the guys. Hey, when when TJ Watts scored that touchdown, that I'm is like, true. I'm yeah, like, Did, are the Steelers gonna like compete? <laughs> right, and then, and then the the Chiefs just and then the wheels fell off. But yeah. in that moment, I I think everyone watching that game felt that. Oh like, my god, yeah. no yeah, yeah, way! Yeah. Because that's the momentum that the the Steelers needed. Right, they needed their defense to generate points. That was a key for so many analysts and so many people that watch a, g- a good amount of football heading into this week. Is that you know that in no way, shape, or form, in no dimension or universe is, even with a multiverse, is that Steelers offense going to keep up with the Kansas City offense. So the key to them even being competitive, let alone winning this game, would be generating points on the defensive side of the ball. They did that early on, and then some of the people were like, wait a minute, this could be interesting, and they were sorely mistaken. But, you know, still a good watch. Uh, Finally finishing off the uh, wild card weekend. Cardinals Rams 34 to 11. Yet another deceiving score for me. The Cardinals looked atrocious. Yeah. Kyler Murray looked like a someone said looked like a Boy Scout running around out there. Had no clue what he was doing. How about that? Um, trying to avoid the safety turned pick six. That was a horrible decision. Boneheaded play, but obviously take, in the moment the it's tough. There. You gotta just eat the safety. You can't like right. So that that was a brutal one. Um, the Rams will move on. I think a lot of people were were expecting that, but not in that fashion. Definitely not in that fashion. Um, Cardinals have struggled a little bit with consistency, and you know what? I didn't say it, but people are saying that Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions broke the Cardinals. No. Um, people are saying it. I, I, I've seen that, but if you uh, <laughs> you watch football like I do, you know, <laughs> since Cliff Kingsbury has been in Arizona, every time they make it to the midway, midway point in the season, they're terrible the whole second half. Yeah. Was that his first playoff game? That was his Kingsbury? first club game. Yeah. But so last that's... year they started like six and four and finished like seven and nine. Uh, so they're well, like tied the Lions. They're probably six, four, and one. They, that? They're like te- they're always terrible in the second half of the season. And to me, I ain't gonna lie, you gotta fire Kingsbury. He might be gone, especially with the talent you have in that roster. And you, your Super Bowl window is only so wide because it's, DeAndre it's Hopkins is gone. not gonna yeah. get any uh-uh. better. The JJ Watt is not going to get any better. Ch- Chandler Jones isn't gonna get any better. No. Kyler Murray can get better. Yeah, could doesn't how mean he will. much will yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. When you when you reach a certain point, how much how much better could he get? You know. Yeah, the thing so for I me too, like- as far as watching that game, um, I'm a Stafford guy. Obviously, you guys know that. But Stafford, 
Uh, for me, he got the doubters and the haters off his back with a clean game. And I emphasize clean because he didn't fill up the stat book. He didn't have his Josh Allen stat line of 305 tutties. But uh, 13 for 17, 202 yards, two touchdowns. But for me, the biggest thing for him was no costly turnovers, and he controlled the clock very well. Had really good clock management. And that's the thing that has kept them... I wouldn't say in the ditch because they've come back and rebounded and won some some really big games. But think about some of those games where he turned the ball over like that. Was it the Ravens yeah. where he had a few bad ones? Ravens, Packers. Yep. The, the, and that for me is the only I guess the Achilles heel. Really, of this any team game right that they now. lost, he had a bad turnover. Exactly. So if he can continue to keep the ball in their possession, it's they're going to be a really tough team to beat. They are a very sound team. Um, talking about rosters in the NFL, theirs like is that? stacked. Stafford, yeah, he really has not. He has not been streaky like that as far as the turnovers. I was gonna say it didn't really never seem like it. it no, like this not year that he hadn't was. been perfect. He hasn't been Rodgers as far as protecting the ball. Right? I know he was bad his first couple years. He was very bad with but, turnovers. But he like his last couple years with the Lions, not close to this year with the Rams. But you know, different offensive scheme, maybe a little bit higher risk, higher reward system they have over there, especially with mm -hmm. the, the deep threats they have um, on that side of the ball. But. You know, the Rams really dominated in every facet of of this game, and uh, Sony Michelle's turning out to be to be quite the back. I've, I've been impressed with him. No, Cam Akers is quite the back. Cam Akers, okay, yeah, I'd love to talk about him too. Um, Akers obviously coming back. He tore his Achilles five months ago, and him being able to make that return was nothing short of extraordinary. That was so much fun to watch him. He was playing angry. Um, prayers up to, to Booter Baker. He's, he's, he's all right, I, I believe, right? Yeah, he said he, he tweeted out and said he was, clean. yeah, so he said he had feeling in all of his, uh, you know, hands, toes, ex extremities, all of that stuff. But Cam Akers went and leveled him. And then, uh, you know, he didn't really know what was going on. He's kind of caught up in the moment, did that little taunt, right, with the little, like, little boy type stuff. Something that mm -hmm. Ty would pull out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kobe, you, you, do so, you would do something like that, too. Kobe. No way. You think I'd do that? Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you did it to Kate or something, Kobe, Kobe will walk back to the huddle with his mouthpiece glued to his teeth, ready to run another play. <laughs> That's exactly what it would be. I don't say anything, but. People were kind of coming for Aker's head after after that moment, and they, you know, I thought that should have been a taunting foul, whatever. But um, Aker's was you don't know that exactly. Aker's was obviously shaken up after the fact, and after he knew that Baker was down, and it could be something serious. Um, whenever you see a stretcher or something like that come onto the field, it is just like everything just tightens up when you're and watching through the, the game. same agency. So yeah, they, like they, they uh -huh. have to know each other, you know. They ain't yeah. nothing but competing. Exactly. Just like so, Jimmy said, you probably do that to your brother. If they, oh yeah, in practice, probably. Yeah, know? yeah, hundred percent. So I, it sucks to to see stuff like that happen, but um, Acres, man, unreal. Um, and I guess before we finish off and talk about a little bit about the next round of the playoffs, uh, making another comeback, Derrick Henry. We just saw a quote about him from Ian Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show. Bengals with the upset. How he's coming out and he's a hundred percent is what they're saying. Derrick Henry, a hundred percent. I don't agree with you on that take. Right upset there. Bengals. Yeah, I mean I. That'd be crazy. In Tennessee. That'd be crazy. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill does great. not do it for me. And if you make Ryan Tannehill beat you, yeah. he won't beat you. We've seen we've seen teams try to try to take it that way and address it that way, and sometimes it's, a lot of the times it has worked for them. So, he has stepped up in certain games. Because he, yeah. he beat the Rams this year, but mm -hmm. that was because Stafford was terrible. Turnovers as well. You know? Yep. I feel like I don't I – don't, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. That that Joe that Joe Burrow boy is for real. He is. Jamar Chase a monster. They don't have nobody in the back end that can guard him. 
Joe Mixon ran for twelve hundred yards. Are the Titans man. the team to be right now, or is it still the no. Chiefs in the AFC? Chiefs, for it's the sure. Chiefs. I would I would agree for so, sure. and I think that's exactly how the Titans want it. For sure, I don't care how they want it. They're not even gonna <laughs> win this week. How they want it. I think that's exactly how Vrabel and the boys want it. I don't think they ever want to be that, that really that quote unquote top dog. Chiefs right? versus Bengals AFC Championship in Arrowhead. That'd be an exciting one. Book it. Um, Bengals Titans, you know Titans in that one for me. But uh, as far as the uh, let's see NFC goes over here, we have uh, 49ers and Packers. I'm excited for that one. Niners. I'm taking the Niners as well. Aaron Rodgers 0 and three against the 49ers in the playoffs. Damn. Three. Obviously, that will be in Lambo. Three. That will be in Lambo. Bro, um, y'all are crazy. But I, I really Niners do believe that. On top. I will say, going back two podcasts, maybe two episodes from now, we were talking about who presented the most threat to Green Bay, and I was the one that said the 49ers. Not to say, you know, I you know proved myself right yet, but I really think that'll be happening. Uh, those games are both on tomorrow, uh, Saturday. As you're listening to this, it might be that day already. Maybe you're already watching some football. That'd be great. Um, otherwise, other two games, Rams, Buccaneers, that'll be a really exciting one. I think that could probably go Bucks, either way. That'll Bucks. that'll be in Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay. Um, and then Bill's Chiefs. That game really, that's, to me, that's game of the year for me. So can far. go either way. That's gonna be that's like gonna the, be that's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be incredible. That's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. So no, it's not. I'm what? How can you say that, bro? Every time they play, is always a blowout. It's never. It's never. They've never played in like. Oh my god, what a great game! Never. Didn't they have a Sunday night football somewhat recently that yeah, like was solid? This year. That was like competitive. No, they played this year. It wasn't like a good game. I no. want to say it was the Chiefs. The 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 Bills slaughtered the Chiefs. Was it a slaughter? It was a murder. It wasn't even close. Why do I not remember? What was the that? FC Championship game? What was the score? A murder. The Chiefs murdered them. It was a murder. It's exciting for the first six minutes, and then after that, <laughs> it's ugly. Bills Chiefs this year was thirty-eight to twenty. Bills. That's oh, a yeah. that's a decisive Damn. one. That's a decisive one. They never they never have bad. like these. That was crazy back in October. Life. I, yeah, it's three months ago. Oh my gosh, what a game! <laughs> yeah, it's never one of them. It's one, right. Somebody's well, going to get well, blown I'm calling, out. Well, I'm it's calling no it Raiders. Well, I'm Chargers. calling it now. Yeah, it's the, no Raiders. The Chiefs Chargers. Bills will be a very entertaining game down to the wire. I'm calling it right now. So uh, first, the, the, Packers, the second time I've been called this. The Packers Niners game will be something. the best game of the weekend, and the Packers are going to win because they got Jair Alexander back. So Devo Samuel receiver threat over with. Uh, I disagree. He's going to have to line up and run it back though. What? Dude, Devo is unbelievable, dude. For Bro. me, though, that game will be tight for one reason, and because that's the way that 49ers play football, right? They're not going to go and blow out a team like Green Bay, especially not in they Lambeau. They blow out Green Bay. That's no, that's Green Bay's not going to get blown out by anybody. That's what I'm saying. They're not going to go and blow out a team like that. Oh, yeah, dude. That's right. hilarious. Right. They're, they're not going to go in and blow out a team like that in Green Bay, but like I'm saying, that's the type of brand, the football that they play. That's a bad matchup for the Packers for sure. That game is going to be, like you said, I agree it'll be tight. It'll be come down to the last two minutes. Betting against Aaron Rodgers is like betting against Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or LeBron James. Like That's just something you don't do. Yeah, in the, in the NFL playoffs, he kind of is, dude. He's five hundred in the playoffs. That's Listen, put your Bears phantom to the side. Rodgers is really good. It comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo versus. Aaron Rodgers, I would say so. I don't know if I don't know if that's necessarily what. Who are you betting your house on? Well, when you put I, it like that, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on, man. Well, yeah, to cover the it, to cover the spread yeah, or to win the game. To win what the is game. The, I mean, I think the five and a half. I think the Packers oh. like. I I think the Niners. I would. I think they're gonna win. I really think the Niners are gonna win, but the, the Packers are just really really good. So I if the I, house I don't know if I'd put money on it or anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, bro, I would love to see the Niners. I love to see the Niners win. All right, I'd moving out of the, the college Shout football. Shout out to TQ. TQ, if you're listening, bang bang Niners gang. <laughs> <laughs> 
the college football side of things, we have the Wild West of the quarterback transfers. Uh, I guess Tyshawn, you're kind of the man to talk about this. I wanted you. I have some names written down here, but for me, the biggest moves for you and, and why everything circles around Oklahoma right now is really because <laughs> Lincoln Riley left, so he's taking everybody from USC or from Oklahoma, Oklahoma with him. Like Mario Williams, he was a five star. He's like the number one receiver in his class. He just went to USC. Mm-hmm. He got Travis mm-hmm. Dye from Oregon. Travis Dye was a twelve hundred yard rusher for Oregon. Damn. He left Oregon to go to USC. Caleb Williams is probably going to go to USC. You think so? For sure. He got a lot of Oklahoma commits to flip from Oklahoma to go to USC. That's got to be brutal for a for a program like Brett that. Brett Venables, he's walking into a dumpster fire. Yeah, that's going to be tough, man. They're going to be very bad next and year. And then moving on from USC would be Jackson Dart. Jackson. Obviously, so all right, we saw that. We talked a little bit about the funny picture with uh, with Lane Kiffin with in front of that. Uh, what was that? I don't Ashton know. Martin. It was Ashton Martin. I don't, that cracked me up. I think he's going to Ole Miss for sure. For sure, just off lock. the strength of that, Dylan Gabriel left UCF and committed to UCLA, and then Caleb Williams goes into the transfer portal. And now he's just going to Dylan Oklahoma. Gabriel decommits from UCLA and goes to Oklahoma. So now I think like. Unless, like, Jackson Dart is, like, very confident that he's a better quarterback than Dylan Gabriel. And go take his and, job. And, and which, doesn't care. Yeah. A smart man, a betting man, would bet that he's going to Ole Miss. Because that's Because you just about, saw the season that Matt Corral just had mm-hmm. for Lane Kiffin. And Lane Kiffin's, like, an offensive and he'll be mastermind. And he'll be a pretty high draft pick. Jackson Dart? No, he's, Corral, Corral. Oh, yeah, Corral. I think Corral, be especially in this class. This class is Panthers. not a stacked quarterback class. Six overall to the Panthers. You think he'll be that high? So is the QB1 off the board? Yeah. You think so? Who better than him? I would take him over Pickett as far as an NFL talent goes. I'd agree. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't Pickett know was talented, would. but I don't think he was that guy. Because his injury in the bowl game wasn't serious. So it's over. Like it's nothing that's not gonna drop stock. It's not a throw that he can't make. No, I'm, I'm kinda so. with you. Matt Corral's really good. Oh, a yeah, couple really a good. couple other names I did want to mention. Um it happened a while back, but Bo Nix, the move from Auburn to Oregon. Oregon. Is a is a pretty big one. That's I think <laughs> what? <laughs> that move i like bo nix and i don't know why because bo nix isn't everybody really likes good. Bo. it's hard it's hard not to like that guy for whatever reason i, I think, think it's because he play hard because he really yeah. not that good if you think about it no he's not but and he's I struggled I he has know. struggled in big games but i, I guess I think, someone said he actually has not lost to uh to nick saban he never lost to Alabama. Yeah. that's funny but i don't i i don't No, man. i think he did lose to alabama but nick saban he hasn't nick lost saban to nick coach saban. That yeah game. exactly yeah they had the the kick six, then they had no. That was, he was. That was that like. Was I mean, no, I'm sorry, not kick six. Kick yeah, six is way before his time. Man. No, they had a, a COVID game where Saban wasn't there. Yeah, right. That's he what was, it was. Protocol, but then he also had. He beat um, Alabama. Yeah. The year before that. Yeah, that's what it was. Not kick six. That's what year was that? That was 2014. 2013 or 14. 14. Yeah, yeah, so you, long ago. Yeah, you was a baby when that happened. You got to chill, Shut bro. Chill. But I think I think <laughs> Oregon USC Pac-12 favorites right now. I think you you want to know something crazy. I would not be surprised if Oregon beat Georgia in the opener next year. I would be. I would be did shocked. You watch, did you watch them play Utah I would twice be this year? Did you watch them beat Ohio State this year? I did. Yeah. That it was a different team. Uh, yeah. That was a totally different that team. Like and they lost. That was like week two. Dude. Early season Oregon is a they really have, good they, team. <laughs> they have the early, potential. Early, out. early season. That's, funny. That's so funny, bro. So you don't think you don't think Oregon can beat Ste- if they could beat CJ Stroud, I think they could beat Stetson Bennett. Uh, well, again, when you put it like Georgia's that, it really, makes I sense. Mean, but we'll see. You know what parts of that George team comes back and and, and is productive. That surprised again. me too, though. Stetson Bennett coming back, right? Because Caleb, everybody had Caleb Williams linked to Georgia, right? 
for a long time. So that'll be interesting. The last one, too. Oh, no, two more, actually. Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma to South Carolina. We didn't mention his name. That South Carolina team, dude, that's a team every year. I'm telling you, they're not going to go and win the league, obviously. They upset a team yeah, they, every they'll, year. They'll they're consistently. And that maybe this is the year that they finally turn that into two or three big upsets, get themselves nationally ranked, and have a little bit of momentum going into their season. I wonder season. what made them go to South Carolina. I do, too. I, To me, I follow, I mean, personally, I follow a lot of their team because their digital media department is one of the best in the country. Their creative media there is mm-hmm. absolutely top-notch. But um, I also I just end up following their program because the coach they have there, they a shame, love Beamer. him. It's Beamer. And they love that man. And the the family I feel like they have there and the culture, at least from looking from the outside in, right? None of us know what it's really like. But looking from the outside in at that program, those guys love playing there. They love playing for that guy, and they love playing for the teammates that they play with. And for yeah. me, that is a culture I want to be a part of. So I, Spencer Rattler doesn't really seem like that type of guy to me, but I guess he wants to play there too. If I was Rattler, I'd have went to like Oregon would have been up there for me. Yeah, like Florida State, like you, like uh, you want to go to another Florida like, State. You want to go yeah. to another blue chip school if you Spencer Rattler to me. So um, I, I don't, maybe you know. Yeah, he blue chip. Whereas South, South Carolina is more South Carolina is more blue collar type yeah, deal, right? So that, I don't know. Maybe maybe work out for. I don't think he's going to win the SEC though, and I don't think he's going to win a Heisman. I don't think he's nope. going to. I wouldn't you know, say so. That's so, what, so really, is my my thought process is. What's really going on? The last you know? one and probably the least important out of the bunch that we've talked about here is Quinn Ewers from Ohio State to Texas. Obviously happened a little bit of, a little while ago as well. But you have to remember the head coach at Texas is Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. Um, and a guy, as far as the offensive mind is concerned, someone who we thought was going to have a lot more success this year. Right? They kind of dropped off the map. Nobody really was talking about them. And I'm expecting them to have a bounce back year. Um, especially if he's still at the helm, which it, it, he obviously will be. Quinn Ewers um, finessed the biggest bag in college football history. He did, all from reclassing and, and getting his money. Isn't Sit that out wild? a year, get a million dollars. It didn't go to the school you would have went to in the first place. You think so? It literally doesn't get any better than that. That's pretty crazy when you say it like that. It literally, like, it would just, <laughs> just go back and look at the details. Yeah. You know he always wanted to go to Texas. and He was either going to go to Texas A&M, or Texas. It was no really? other. Even I didn't with, know that. And the, with Texas NIL, NIL rules was like so messed up to where you couldn't get money as a high schooler in te, in the state of Texas. Yeah, I remember that. It was like, all right, I go yeah. roll a semester early at Ohio State, you know, sit out a game, you know what I'm saying? Then you see CJ Stroud have, the, have yeah. a season that he, he had. So I ain't going to say, because he probably didn't think that was going to happen. No, he did not, because nobody did. But... Either I remember way. his. I remember CJ Stroud's first series. That was against Minnesota. Yeah, we were here watching it. We were in my house. Yeah. yeah, and like that stadium was packed. That place was loud, and you just think a kid who is younger than me, I believe. Yeah. He's only what eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. I think he's nineteen. Isn't he a true freshman? Yeah. Or no, he's redshirt. Freshman. No, he's redshirt. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's only. I think he's only nineteen years old. Yeah. That's crazy. It's nuts. And he, he played out of his mind that night, and he's continued to play very well. Obviously. Um, but finally, to finish up the pod here, some more opposition to the proposed playoff expansion. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips had a call with media last Friday on which he called for a year-long review of college football in 2022 before any proposed playoff expansion plans are potentially put into action. So he's asking for the committee that votes and discusses all these matters to sit and watch, right, and, and just observe and 
take notes and just document everything that goes on this season before they consider reconsider making that playoff expansion. Uh, my question for me that I posed to you before we started this podcast is what were they doing this year? And why do we need another year to determine that? We saw the semifinal games and what blowouts they were, and I think that will be the biggest argument from everybody. Again, you could beat the dead horse, but are there you know, are there eight to ten teams really deserving of getting into the playoffs? Um, I yeah, no. There's not eight to ten teams that right? will no, but here's the thing. And you could say like the thing is or, like not to cut you off, but like at that like four to five and five to six, like yeah, those teams might have edged in, like maybe you had a chance, like you know, compared to the, the three and four seeds, but like neither, none of them. Oklahoma State wasn't going to go in there and hang, right? Or no. who was the other team that was Notre maybe Dame. like Notre Dame? Notre Dame, Dame. Dame would have gotten got throttled, waxed. So while those teams for me are yeah. somewhat interchangeable as far as the Michigans go and the Cincinnatis like of the world, that that the result was not going to be any different. We I got the championship game. This is this is how you get the perfect playoff, in my opinion. Oh, here we go. We're going to hear it here first. Eight teams. Okay. The first round, whoever the higher seed, they play at their school. Really? Yeah, it's gonna make NFL game, type. It's yeah. gonna get, make games more intriguing. And because the thing about it, the thing that killed teams every year, like Ohio State, was what six this year. I think they did. Yeah, they probably did. Finish. When they went into the Rose Bowl, they were like six. That'd be the thing. It's not like okay in the moment. Yeah, Oklahoma State is rated higher than them. Well, who's better? You know what I'm saying? Oklahoma State or Ohio State. How about that game, though, with them in yeah, Utah? No, that's a good that's a good argument, Tyshawn. I think I might have actually brought this up to you before. Because Oklahoma State had Notre Dame, whole, and they ended up winning that one. About the whole who's better but who's ranked higher, the whole uh, Ohio State and Cincinnati thing. Yeah. You're coming like, back to Ohio Cincinnati, State. Cincinnati deserved to be fourth. Yeah. But I'd be a fool to sit here and tell you that they weren't. They were, yeah, they were Ohio better State. than Ohio State. Yeah, I said that to you, and you were, you said no. Cincinnati no, you better. said that they had no business being in the playoff. That's what we were arguing. And no, I said no, I, that's kind I said the Ohio State was a better team. The only the teams that Cincinnati has lost in the past two years are Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. I, yeah, I probably fact agree with fact. You. It's wild. Uh, many are calling for a change to the, the current playoff format, obviously, because, because I think people just want more football, right? Especially meaningful playoff football like you were because talking to about. to me, like 12 teams in the playoff, then it's like – they're talking right. about some FCS stuff right now. now. You, now you got <laughs> what? Pittsburgh playing like <laughs> Georgia. Yeah, you Georgia know how that's by go. thirty. Yeah, uh, even with Pickett. Yeah, you know you got you got. Now the the one I would like to see Ole Miss in the playoff. The one component of that though that is very intriguing to me is that you obviously wouldn't have opt outs. Pickett would, not, Pickett would be playing in that game, but not even though. Because what do you mean? He, you say he wouldn't? He still opts out? Then it come. Then it comes down to when he has a chance Kenny to play Pickett against the best defense in the country and up his draft stock. That's the question. Bro, you you ask. know you're going to lose a game. It doesn't matter. Think about it, bro. It's if you opt out of a Rose Bowl, bro, you'll opt out of anything. I don't think so. No, I, I disagree. I think if there's, if there's no, something on the line, I'm totally with Kobe here. If there's if you're playing in a playoff setting, no one is opting out. I bro. I think you're crazy too. If you know, if you're competing way, for a national championship, like there's no way you can quit on your team at that point. If there's bro. a bowl, if there's a bowl game and like you can't like win a national championship, like yeah, yeah. like that's fine. No like, the Rose Bowl is the second best thing to a national championship, or a, a semifinal win. In a so third, game. third, no. A semifinal, win a semifinal game or win the Rose Bowl. A semifinal game, dude. Dude, semifinal. What? what? Tyshawn, you see, they make the playoffs and win a game and lose the national championship. Play the championship. Yeah, what? Come on, dog. The Rose Bowl does not carry the Come same on, weight dog. as it used to. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. The, the, 
<laughs> the Rose Bowl is great, but like I'd rather win a college football playoff game and then lose a national championship than win the Rose Bowl. All right, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. (laughs) Okay, at least he knows. At least he knows he's in the wrong. No, um, bro, are you crazy? I will say before you you go on that, the current playoff format, um, a lot of people are calling for it to be changed now because uh, the current TV contract expires after the 2025 season. So they have to figure a lot of things out, and that'll kind of give them, I think, a deadline for um, some proposed changes to get things figured out. But, yeah, for me and – you know they shuffle around those like those New Year's Six bowls and everything, but from I'm, I'm I have to say, dude, playing in that college football with something on the line when you have a team that's so invested and you're like you think about it, a team like that you're never gonna have again, right? Because guys are gonna move on, go to the draft, be done, their eligibility's up, whatever transfer portal as big as it is. When you have a team like that, and you talk about Tom Brady's talking about it last week with the Bucks, mm-hmm. you have every year you have a very distinct, unique team, no matter how many guys come back, leave, go, whatever. Every game is just to play another game with those guys. So when you're talking about giving guys a chance to continue playing with the guys they've been playing with and those bonds they've had, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find people in a in a really dedicated program, like a top four team in the country, that or a top eight, if we're talking about the expansion, that would opt out of a playoff game. I feel you, bro. Well, like I say, bro, it come down to the, like, Kobe, Georgia or Pittsburgh. Georgia, I mean, I'm not okay. Argue. So, do you think Kenny Pickett? He's like, all right. Hmm. Do I really want to play against Georgia and get exposed? And I haven't played a real defense all year. Do I? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I feel you. It's gonna lead to less opt- from from certain individuals, bro. But it's no somebody. Way, it's people who's dude. gonna opt out of anything, bro. Like I said, if you gonna opt out of the Rose Bowl, you'll opt out of anything. To me, maybe. maybe. When nobody, when nobody opt out of the national championship per se. Sure. But think about it. Cincinnati, this is their first time on that stage. Nobody's opting out no. of that game. Alabama, they don't have opt-out. Michigan and Georgia, both those teams felt like they had a good chance of winning the game. So neither one of them are going to opt out. You know what I'm saying? Duh. If it was... If, You're one game away from playing for a national Tyshawn, what championship. Would, what would you do, Tyshawn? What? Would you opt out? Would if I you were, opt out of a semifinal game? If you have a realistic I wouldn't chance opt out of, of going any to any game. Okay, good. That's all I'm saying. Thank yeah, you. That's what I was, I was just asking you a question. Yeah. No, I, wouldn't, no, I wouldn't opt out. Will you get him opting out? No, he just, say, no, he doesn't. You're just making the did. argument no. for opting out. Not, I'm like, wait, he's not would attacking you do your it? character. Yeah. He just asked. No, I'm asking no, you because you're like, make, character. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. I don't, I don't, I will, I, <laughs> me <laughs> personally, <laughs> I wouldn't opt out. But I'm saying, for for them, bro, when they feel like, you know what I'm saying, it ain't, they drafts like can't get no higher or what are they gain from playing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get it. I get the argument. I just, bro, I'm trying to tell you, bro, if you go, if, and I keep saying the Rose Bowl because Chris Olave and Gary Wilson opt out of the Rose Bowl. Bro, mm. if you'll opt out of the Rose Bowl, you'll opt out of anything. Not the playoffs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go in circles forever. Not, uh, the, not the playoffs, but if they was the one seed going against the 12 seed. No, and, man, no way. No or way. not the, if they was a 12 seed going against the one seed. Nah. Bro, you, you'll still get opt out. You have one. a chance to win the national championship. You do not opt out. No way. You can't quit on your team, dude. You can't do that. And that'll be all for this episode. We'll leave you yeah, on that get note. Me out of here. <laughs> we'll yeah. leave you on that note. Thank you all. If you made it this far for listening to Division One Rejects, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you guys, and uh, have a great weekend of some Division Around NFL playoff football.